Welcome. You're listening to Living Faith Podcast. Starry sky and see your hand in time and mind to lead me through the night. A couple of weeks ago in a Sunday service, we spoke about David's call to the people of Israel. And that particular call was to seek the Lord and his strength to seek his face evermore. In practical terms, David was saying, linger in the presence of God. In practical terms, David was saying, we need to frequent God's strength, the strength we find in his presence. As I mentioned in that message, I believe David was directing listeners to the tent, the tabernacle that he had built in the city of David. They had placed the ark there. I believe David was pointing those listeners to that ark of God saying, you need to visit that tent. I believe David understood that there is wisdom in the presence of God. God makes us right in his eyes, but he gives us wisdom for living in the day to day. So David saying, seek the Lord and his strength, seek his face evermore. And then last week, I took a close look at two powerful essentials for wisdom's path, taken from Proverbs 1. In Proverbs 1, we read, a wise man will hear and increase learning. A man of understanding will attain wise counsel. Essential number one is to hear and increase learning. Essential number two is to attain wise counsel. And in concluding that service, we offered some suggestions on how to realize those essentials. To hear and increase in learning, we suggested daily reading and meditation of God's Word. We suggested increased attendance to Sunday worship. We suggested getting involved teaching someone else the Word of God, either in a children's ministry class or in a personal Bible study. But when we study to teach someone else, we grow in our biblical knowledge. I also suggested participate in a faith group. If you've been in church here over the last four weeks and you haven't heard anything about faith groups, I don't know how that would have happened. Ways to increase wise counsel. We talked again about conversations following Sunday worship, hanging around, talking about the Word of God, the message to increase wisdom in our lives, intentional family discussions about kingdom and about life, kingdom life, and also intentional interviews. Find somebody you admire, you want to know, you want to learn from. Take them to coffee, take them to lunch, and have five good questions you want answers for from their life. Complete details, you can go to livingfaithtabernacle.org and listen to those messages in their entirety. Today, I want to look at some more essentials for wisdom's path essentials for wisdom's path. We talked last week about the 10 essentials for hiking. You keep them in your backpack. 
We're offering essentials for wisdom's path. Many years ago, when I first started out in ministry, my pastor sent my wife and I to attend a a couple of weeks of summer youth camps along with the teens that were in our congregation. And while we were there, we were asked to help facilitate the camps in whatever way we could be involved. So pastor sent us, take our youth, our teens, go to that camp, but you're to work, you're to be involved, whatever they ask you to do, that's what you're to do. So we got there in the first week of that camp, being part of a staff, we participated in an orientation meeting, a staff meeting. And that meeting was led by the director of the camp, a man by the name of Norman Pasley II, a man whose influence to this day impacts my life. After all of the humdrum details of camp staff orientation, Norman Pasley shared the story about the cipher. The cipher was a young man who didn't fit in. A young man who is out of place. Out of place in about every place that he went. The cipher is consistently alone. A cipher, as he explained, has another meaning. Someone who felt they were a zero in this world. And as the story goes, in a a group of kids on a playground, the cipher was the onlooker from a bench or climbing by himself, not participating with anybody else. The cipher's viewpoint, when others were playing on the ball field, the The zero was left on the sidelines, unpicked for any team. As others were gathered in groups of five or six or ten and laughing and telling stories, the the cipher was off at a distance, watching the others laugh and enjoy their day and wondering, what is it are they laughing and having so much fun over? After painting the picture of the cipher, Norman Pasley paused. He leaned his large frame forward as he would do always to make a point, and he held his hand very cautiously and intentedly and sincerely, and he, he looked in the eyes of every member of that camp staff team, and he said with such incredible passion, your job this week is to find the cipher. As far as Norm Pasley was concerned, youth camp wasn't about the popular and the successful and the athletic or the talented. But as Norm Pasley encouraged the staff that week and every other week I was with him in youth camps, the job was to search for the ciphers, to engage 
the ciphers, to encourage the ciphers. Look for that lady, that young man who's sitting all alone and feeling like they don't have a place and they don't belong. Pursue the ciphers and the the moral of those camps this week. There will be no ciphers in this place. No one will be alone at this camp. Nobody will be a nobody during this five days of camp. Everybody is going to have a place during this camp experience. And unless you can't tell, I'm still moved by that long ago challenge. Keep your eyes out for the ciphers. I wonder this afternoon, how do you manage challenges in your life? I wonder this afternoon, sitting in the sound of my voice, how do you respond to new situations? How do you respond to difficult tasks in your life. I wonder when I mention new situation, new challenge, new task, I wonder how many in this room, you don't have to raise your hands, you don't have to smile, you don't have to get up and run a lap, none of that stuff. Well, I wonder how many felt like and thought in their minds, they got excited about a new challenge. All right, something new to tackle, something new to take on. I recall a conversation with a man by the name of Billy Babb. He's a manager in another department that I worked with on occasion. And I remember him sharing with me his excitement for new challenges. In fact, Billy Babb said to me in his pursuit of challenge, it was so real and so genuine that in his career he changed jobs every five to seven years because he felt in that amount of time he had figured it out, he had met the challenge, he had taken it as far as he could take it. It was time to dust off his hands and move on to a new challenge after five to seven years because challenges excited him, they intrigued him. But what about us? How do we respond to new challenges? Rather than excited, perhaps some in the room today are more neutral. Not necessarily enthused by new opportunity, but neither are we nervous or intimidated by a new challenge. Instead, there are those of us who face difficulty and change as just a, another matter-of-fact part of life. We think the troubles come and we manage them as good as possible and then we move on to another day in our life. Like, like waves that crash against the shore. Sometimes they're small, sometimes they're large, but when they hit land, they dissipate. And that's the way we approach challenge and trouble and change in our lives. Just neutral like a landmass. They'll hit, they'll dissipate, and we'll be on our way. For others, new circumstances, new challenges can be daunting. And for others who are listening today, whether it's, it's our personality, whether it's our experiences thus far, something else going on, some of us are defeated by new challenges. Even before we react to them. Some of us, we see a challenge and the obstacles seem to always be 
too large. The requirements seem to be overwhelming. The, the distance between wherever I am right now and wherever I need to be to get over that obstacle or to succeed in that challenge, the, the distance is just overwhelming. And for some, we freeze in our current place. Not only do we look at that challenge and we say, you know what, I don't know how to get from here to there. But, but we can't even picture ourselves there. We continually see ourselves just here. For some, new challenges can be daunting. I, I recognize in these messages in the last few weeks and then this week as we face and we talk about wisdom and we look in scripture about wisdom we might face similar reactions to becoming wise in life and in the things of God Solomon wrote we read it last week Solomon in fact there's exclamation points Solomon said get wisdom get understanding in another place he said with all your getting get understanding wisdom itself in a personified voice says those who seek me diligently will find me and I I hear those words and I read those words and I I go over those words and there are reactions and differences among every person in the audience some of us think wow I can get God's wisdom and we're excited by the challenge and others of us see wisdom well here's another challenge that it will come and go in my life but some of us see the or the prospect of God's wisdom and we think here's where I am and here's God's wisdom and I just don't see that happening some of us think can can I even do this which is why there are more essentials that we need to talk about along wisdom's path I, I want to share a handful of scriptures with you. Let's go back to Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1. I want you to see some verses here. I'm going to read through some verses in Proverbs 1, then Proverbs 8, then Proverbs 9. And we're just going to recognize a few things from these passages. Proverbs 1 and verse 20. The Bible says this, Wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares. She cries out in the chief concourses, at the openings of the gates in the city. She speaks her words. 22, how long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? For scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn at my rebuke, surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Jumping down to verse 33, wisdom says, Whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. Notice Proverbs 8, beginning at verse number 1. It says something similar. Does not wisdom cry out and understanding lift up her voice? She takes her stand at the top 
of the high hill beside the way where the paths meet. She cries out by the gates at the entry of the city, at the entrance of the doors. To you, O men, I call, wisdom says. My voice is to the sons of men. O you simple ones, understand prudence, and you fools, be of an understanding heart. Listen, I will speak of excellent things, and from the opening of my lips will come right things. In chapter 9, just a couple of more verses, notice some similar things that are being repeated The verse starts out, she, which is again speaking of wisdom personified. She has sent out her maidens. Wisdom cries out from the highest places of the city. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. As for him who lacks understanding, she says to him, come, eat of my bread, drink of the wine I have mixed. Forsake foolishness and live and go in the way of understanding. In these few verses, these handful of verses, in these passages, we see something about wisdom. Wisdom's outside. Wisdom's in the broad daylight. Wisdom is displaying herself in the open squares, in the public places, in the chief concourses, in the openings of the gates of the city where the most people will come and go, on the top of a high hill, and she is in the busy intersections of the city. She's at the highest places. Can I have us to appreciate and understand today, wisdom isn't hiding from anybody. Wisdom isn't secluded somewhere. Wisdom isn't buried off. Can I encourage any one of us today? Wisdom isn't just for special people. Wisdom isn't just for the well-educated or the well-moneyed. Wisdom isn't just for those who have a great background and great experience. Wisdom calls for the simple and the scorners and the fools to come to her. And I got to tell you, I first read through that passage, wisdom says foolish ones, those of low understanding, scorners calling. Uh, at first you read that and think, my Lord, she's calling them names. That's not very nice. But in reality, what we recognize in that Proverbs is she is declaring even those who are farthest removed from wisdom. Even those who haven't had but a taste or haven't had any bit of understanding, even those who you would think are as far as far can be from wisdom and what wisdom offers. She's saying, listen, wisdom isn't reserved from people who already have knowledge. Wisdom isn't reserved for people who already have some wisdom. Wisdom isn't playing hard to get. Wisdom isn't exclusive. Instead, wisdom is saying, I am for the common I am for everyone, regardless of your current status, your understanding, your knowledge. Wisdom is there. The invitation for wisdom is widespread. Wisdom said this, whoever, I love that word, 
Whoever listens to me will dwell safely and be secure. Wisdom says, surely I will pour my spirit on you and I'll make my words known to you. Can I encourage us today as we would walk a path of wisdom, as we would pursue God's knowledge and understanding in our lives, that wisdom is available to everyone. None are disqualified. None are away from wisdom is available. That's an essential thing to walk this path. Wisdom is available. At any moment in time, our personality, our flesh, our humanity, or the enemy against us whispers in your ears, you cannot, you can't live in wisdom. That is a lie. Wisdom is for everyone. It's available. More than available, I want us to discover from these Proverbs another wisdom essential. I want you to notice what wisdom is doing. Those verses says wisdom calls out. Wisdom cries out. She lifts up her voice. Wisdom does this, as we read, in the most populated places in the city. And in one passage, in case she's not loud enough with her voice, and she's not sufficiently getting the word out, the Bible says she tells her maidens and sends them out. She's putting other marketing people out. She's sending out other people to share the message and to extend the message that wisdom, there's greater coverage. Wisdom sent out messengers. Listen, wisdom is not passive. Wisdom isn't sitting up on some heavenly shelf where it is retained and buffed and polished behind God's locked glass doors, that if we can somehow extend ourselves to the pearly gates and somehow bust through security and get through those glass doors and hold on to that wise box of wisdom, then we can have it. No, that's not the way wisdom exists. Wisdom isn't that way. Instead, wisdom is actively seeking us out. Wisdom isn't stored away as a recluse somewhere. Wisdom isn't selfish. Wisdom lives to share. Wisdom calls out saying, hey, I've got benefits for your life and I'd like you to know about them. Wisdom says, hey, everybody that'll listen, I've got some answers. I've got some understanding. I've got some insight. I've got some blessing for you. I've got some peace for your life. I've got some joy for your situation. Wisdom is calling out. Boldly, wisdom lifts her voice, talking to, calling for as many as possible, declaring her benefits. She proclaims, I am available to you. Wisdom says, listen, I'll speak excellent things to you. I'll open my lips and share right things with you. Wisdom calls out to humanity. Counsel is mine. Sound wisdom is mine. I am understanding. I have strength. It's wisdom that is shouting from the highest 
places, at the busiest intersections. Wisdom is calling out to you and I saying, riches and honor are with me. Righteousness is with me. My fruit is better than gold, fine gold. My revenue is better than choice silver. Wisdom is saying, I walk the way of righteousness. I walk the paths of justice. And I want to bring you along with me. Wisdom. Not hiding, not secretive, not buried away, not a recluse. It has to be mined out like some kind of ancient Egyptian treasure buried in a pyramid of long ago. Somewhere in an ancient sarcophagus. No! Wisdom is actively raising her voice, trying to get men's attention. Wisdom says, listen to me, my children. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Wisdom says, whoever finds me, finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. Wisdom pursues us actively. That's an essential that we've got to know. That wisdom's a two-way street. And that when I think I'm doing all the getting I can do and all the passionate pursuit of wisdom that I can do, and when I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere, and I feel like the answers aren't coming, and I feel like I'm getting the wisdom that I need, it's a, a, an understanding and a, a comfort to know that while I'm plowing on this end to discover and know and discern wisdom, that wisdom is on the other end speaking to me. That wisdom is on the other end calling to get my attention. That wisdom is actively trying to bring us to her. And walk in wisdom's path. It's essential that we know that wisdom is available to everyone. And that wisdom is active pursuing everyone. But finally, this afternoon, I want us to know this, that it's essential that more than calling out to us from the most populous places, wisdom has come to us. In the first sentences of Paul's letter to the Corinthian church, he's explaining the cross and he's explaining the salvation and in his explanation, we find these verses in 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 22. The Bible says this. He's talking about the cross. He's talking about salvation Jesus offered. He said, the Jews request a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, look what it says. Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. When we jump down to verse 30, but of him you are in Christ Jesus who became for us wisdom from God. 
Christ Jesus, who became wisdom from God. Jesus Christ is wisdom from God. Can I preach to us today that more than calling to humanity, wisdom on the high hills, wisdom at the busy intersections, wisdom at the places of business, calling out, trying to get our attention. More than that, wisdom has come to humanity in the form of Christ Jesus. Wisdom has come to us. It's not just a voice in eternity. It's not just a voice in the distance. It's not just words that are resonating, but wisdom has come in person in Jesus Christ. What about this Jesus, the wisdom of God? The Bible says this in Luke 19.9, tells us what Jesus is all about. Jesus said to him, he's talking to Nicodemus, Today salvation has come to this house because he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man, verse 10, has come to seek and to save that which was lost. The wisdom we find in Proverbs was seeking humanity. Can I tell us today, so that wisdom in the flesh, Jesus Christ is seeking humanity. Particularly, He's looking for humans that are lost. What do you mean by lost? I mean those that don't have direction. Those that are away from good paths in life. Those that have fallen from successful ways in their life. Jesus is looking for the lost. Jesus is looking for the one who doesn't fit in. Jesus is looking for the one who is out of place. Perhaps the one who's consistently alone. In Christ Jesus, wisdom came looking for us. Maybe this simple illustration... Let's suppose, and this is far from the truth, that this good man, Evan, is lost. Let's suppose that Evan is a fool in biblical terms, meaning he doesn't know what God knows. He he doesn't have wisdom working in his life. He's far from wisdom of God. And in Proverbs, in the Old Testament, then the, the Scripture gets us to explain this, that wisdom... Wisdom's on the rooftops. Evan. Evan. Come on, man. I got some answers for you, Evan. Wisdom saying, hey, I got some peace. I got some joy. I got some insight. I got some direction, Evan. I got some direction from your life. Not getting his attention. The wisdom of Proverbs went to the highest hill of the city. Evan. Evan, you don't know what I know, but I want to tell you what I know. Evan, you haven't seen what I've seen, but I want to show you what I've seen. The Proverbs of the Old Testament sent out messengers trying to call out and cry out, but in the New Testament, wisdom, the wisdom of God in Christ Jesus. Wisdom isn't just calling. Wisdom comes to us. It 
And as my friend Norman said, find the ciphers. The mission of Christ Jesus, find the ciphers. Wisdom in Christ isn't just calling out to heaven. In Christ, wisdom is saying, hey man, I've been looking for you. I've got some things to talk to you about. I've got some things to show you. Why don't you walk with me? Now look, we got a journey to go on. We got some places to go. But I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to stay with you. I got some things that you need to discover and that you need to understand. You see, wisdom come to us in Christ Jesus. Wisdom throws an arm over our shoulder and says, Look, you're not alone in this. I'm not just shouting directions. I'm by your side. I'm, I'm walking with you to give you some insight and some guidance and some direction. Wisdom is looking for those who are on the outside. Wisdom is looking for those who are looking in. Wisdom is looking for those who don't have the answers they need, don't have the direction they need, don't have the understanding they need. But Jesus Christ is more than just declaring... In the Old Testament, we shouted out the rules and the directions. But in the New Testament, direction came to us. Direction moves in our lives. Direction stands beside us and moves within us. Come on, stand all over this house right now. As our musicians and singers come, I preach today essentials for wisdom's walk. I preach today that wisdom is available to everyone. I preach today that wisdom is calling, is active. And I preach today that wisdom has come. And we'll walk into our lives. It's that understanding that caused the New Testament apostle and writer of the book of James. He's writing along, writing the introduction and the first parts of his letter. And James writes, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally. But let him ask in faith, no doubting. I hope today by the power of God's holy word that individuals' hearts and minds have been provoked by that truth today. You don't have to doubt. You don't have to worry. If you'll just ask him in faith, there is wisdom for every life. Preacher, you don't know my circumstance. I don't proclaim to. But I know the one who from the time of old was calling out. And when calling out wasn't getting the job done, he came in the form of man. So he could be beside us and dwell with us and bring wisdom into our lives day by day. There is wisdom for every one.
If you've been following God your whole life, wisdom remains. If you're hearing this message today for the first time, wisdom remains. What's the qualifications, preacher? Here it is. Ask of God in faith without doubt. We're going to pray here in a moment around this front area. Before we do, I feel very compelled. Oftentimes, I, I just invite people to come in groups or in mass. And I wonder today if there are some folks who have a particular situation and you're not afraid to make that declaration that you want the wisdom of God in your life and you want other people to pray with you about that. Would you step out of your pew, walk down this aisle, come up around the front and stand? Make some room. What kind of situation, preacher? Anything that you want God's direction in. I want to know exactly how God would work in this situation. I want His wisdom. I hear Him calling. I want Him by my side. I want Him in my life. Got more coming. Would you just make a few steps forward if you could? I want wisdom in my life. Well, we've got as many people who need wisdom as we have those to pray for it. Everybody else, would you come? Would you get around, around these folks? And we're going to pray God's realized wisdom in every individual life. You've been listening to the Living Faith Everett podcast series. Tune in next week for the next part of this series, or join us online at livingfaithministries.church. Flows in the Holy Ghost.